It's our wrap of the top business stories where we take a look at all the latest that's happening out in the world of money and power. And uh, this evening uh, we joined uh, yeah, by a new addition uh, to our business wrap, Oren Tambo, Senior Investment Analyst and at uh, 27.4 Investment Managers. Oren, welcome to Metro FM Talk. Thank you, Good evening. Thank you very much for joining us. Oren, let's maybe start off... Um, I guess with uh, Ital Tile, I mean, it's, I, I yep. always say openly, it's one of my favorite companies. I mean, just by virtue of uh, how I've certainly been doing this for a while and they, you seldom hear, I guess, them putting out a sense announcement without any modicum of good news. And it seems now yeah. uh, they're reading some good news into uh, uh, what has happened, uh, the latest social unrest, notwithstanding the fact that some of their own operations have been affected as well. Yeah, yeah. So you're absolutely right. Um, it's it's quite a solid business. Um, you know, in my previous life, when I was a stock picker, I used to give uh, very positive uh, sort of uh, calls for them. They've got a solid model. Uh, so if you look at uh, the business, especially within the tiles uh, sector and bathroom wear, uh, they've got uh, you know a lot of uh, uh, power within, within that industry. So yeah, I looked at the uh, guidance which they've put out there. It was it was quite good. Uh, they're looking at uh, you know their earnings uh, potentially uh, coming in at around eighty five percent, but you know you know there are quite a lot of drivers there, nuances that you need to uh, take note of. Uh, so generally, I think there is an issue of uh, of best effect uh, to start with. Uh, so they are looking at a year which is starting uh, from the first of July last year to the end of June this year, and they're comparing it uh, with with the corresponding one year. Uh, so obviously, the previous year has got about three months where they couldn't trade. So there is that best effort. Uh, and also there is an issue of, uh, you know, pent-up demand, uh, you know, coming through, I think, from the results as well. Uh, so people couldn't, uh, you know, spend their money during lockdown. And even when they had lockdown, was sort of uh, eased a little bit. Uh, you'd notice that a lot of people were hesitant uh, to go out in the market and go gango and start buying things because they were not, mm. uh, you know, secure about the future. Uh, and those two, 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 two factors are really are uh, playing into their numbers. But yeah, like you, like you're saying, I mean, it looks like for them uh, the the recent unrest that happened uh, is sort of a blessing uh, for them. Uh, uh, because essentially there's got a lot of destruction in property and those guys that play in the re- renovation and, 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 and as, you know, when people just buy stuff to renovate the existing mm-hmm. properties. So with a lot of buildings, you know, having been uh, destroyed, uh, they're expecting that uh, going forward they're going to see a bit of tailwinds, you know, mm-hmm. coming, coming their way. Oren, how long can we anticipate in the built or sort of building supplies, built environment space, can we anticipate the you know, sustainability of this lockdown effect. And when I say lockdown effect, I mean, you know, anything from some of the developers to the home improver to the enthusiast uh, has certainly taken a liking to some renovations around the home out of necessity in some cases, uh, but in some cases to respond, I guess, to this uh, fact of people spending a lot more time at home. How long do we anticipate that lasting? Well, so I think it has got a limit, right? So what I've been trying to do lately uh, is just to try and look at the trends before COVID-19 and and say anything that you see which is beyond uh, what we used to see is going to be pretty much temporary uh, to some extent because there's a limit to, to the amount uh, you know, which 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 uh, consumers can 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 spend, especially on on uh, uh, what I could call uh, optional 
uh, renovations of the houses, you know. So so I think it will go for a while uh, because you see that when you look at the savings that you still have within uh, the system, they're quite high. Uh, and, and, and also the fact that, you know, generally when people struggle, uh, we don't have money to to, to build uh, new houses. Um, they tend to you know focus on renovations. So we could see it uh, throughout this this year. Uh, but mm. I think the moment that we level off uh, with the pre-COVID period, uh, we're most likely going to see um, you know sort of a return of what we was sort of the normal, uh, where the kind of growth that you see from the likes of Etertal, uh from the likes of. Uh, uh, you know, cash build, um, you know, mass build, if you look at massment, a lot of those guys, you know, we've been posting like 30, 40, 50% growth. Mm. In, and we might actually level off and normalize uh, to around, you know, uh, single digit numbers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I guess, you know, the, the other dimension to that is that there's, there's also the periodic surge that's going to come with all of the, you know, uh, renovations, restoration, rebuilding. Not necessarily for them on the retail side of things, but it certainly might give a few more orders for some of their manufacturing. Yes, yes, yeah. So I, I think one good thing with uh, with digital is is we we, used to, we call it uh, a vertically integrated business. So that's one mm. uh, you know major advantage of digital when you compare them to other guys. So you find that a lot of products which they uh, sell, they manufacture uh, themselves. Uh, you know they've got a manufacturing business which does uh, the manufacturing. Uh, so that tends to also give them an uplift, and and it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a huge uh, I think competitive advantage for them. Mm. Let's let's shift our attention, I guess, from uh, the built environment. We'll certainly come back to that uh, when we take a look at the story of cash build um, yes. and the uh, sort of uh, ill-fated acquisition of uh, uh, building uh, the building company Buco from Pepco. But uh, yeah, uh, it seems one of uh, Bill Gates's ventures here backing what uh, I don't know how to call this electric grid management yeah. uh, type yeah. of framework. Because I mean, yeah, there's a lot here that just yeah, already yes, just goes yes. on. Yeah, no, no, it's actually, actually, it's, it's something that I was reading, and I, I suppose it's one of those who gets, you know, side projects. Uh, you know, he's not running Microsoft anymore, so he needs to keep himself busy. Uh, he's got a lot of uh, <laughs> a charity projects. Uh, and uh, so this one is a climate fund, so it's backed by him. Mm-hmm. He's got a lot of money into it. Uh, and I think it's one of his passions, you know. Uh, he's always wanted to, uh, you know, face uh, environment, uh, you know, uh, issues. So with this one, apparently, uh, so, you know, like when you come to, to the energy sector, there is this, you know, argument and conversation around renewable energy versus thermal. Uh, we know that thermal is a little bit dirty, uh, but, you know, the people that support it, they'll be telling you that you cannot survive without it because it provides what you refer to as a best load. Uh, so the moment that you take away uh, coal, uh, sort of uh, powered uh, energy, uh, you end up having renewable and there's got a lot of intermittent sort of issues. So what this company does, uh, from my understanding, is that it can essentially um, kind of, uh, get uh, input from, from different renewable sources and it stabilizes the supply of energy. Uh, so they say that it's the only one which can uh, which can do that in the world, uh, and and then obviously I mean because the future is going to be new, renewable, and and such innovations, uh, you know, are going to be um, you know quite helpful, and and investors mm. will be interested in them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just maybe to to explain it the way I understand it, right? Um, so so what this. What this innovation does, uh, which I guess is at the sort of center of um, 
you know, this uh, startup here, uh, um, you know, is really to, I guess, try and uh, smooth out whatever yeah. variations might come um, in right. some of the renewable spaces. So if the wind doesn't blow, you know, as it normally does uh, at peak time, or if the sunlight, you know, there's a cloud cover and whatever, and, you know, the, the plant doesn't transmit enough energy uh, to meet whatever yeah. peak demand, this is really about smoothing that out and, you know, withdrawing or adding layers of energy just to, I guess, smooth out that pattern. That, that's my understanding, Oren. Yeah, but, but when correct. we think about you're this... Absolutely, yeah, yeah. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Uh, and that's what it does. And, and I mean, uh, I was actually surprised that you know, we didn't have any company who's doing this uh, because uh, the word which is coming out is that it's going to be the first company which is, uh, which is doing that. So you, you're right. So when you look at, say, for instance, uh, wind energy, as if uh, put it uh, quite correctly, uh, mm. it, it, it depends on 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 the, um, uh, on, the on the availability of wind and, and and strength of it and things like that for you to be able to generate sure, energy. Sure. And when you look at the solar, uh, obviously it depends on the availability of of the sun. And then how at times if, if the sun is not uh, uh, strong, it could end up having um, uh, weak energy being generated. So what this what this savings does is just pretty much stabilize and smoothen uh, the, the the output of energy. Uh, that comes mm. from those sources. So it's, it's quite, a, it's quite a, I think, uh, you know, a good uh, sort of innovation uh, to have uh, within the renewable space. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, what I also find, I mean, quite interesting uh, in this particular space is some of the clientele this company has dealt with, um, you know, some of the countries that have made their foray into the space. Uh, and one would think that similarly, I guess, you know, the, the likes of South Africa might also be queuing up to get some of these services. Yeah, certainly. I think I think that's the reason why it's, uh, it's making headlines, right? Uh, of course, I mean the fact that it's got gets is, is part of the, uh, the, the, the the vibe it's getting. Uh, but, but obviously, uh, a lot of countries have been looking into into that um, uh, technology. Here in South Africa, we're still generating a lot of uh, our electricity from from ESCOM's uh, coal-powered, uh, you know, generators. Uh, and, and 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 I mean, it's it's it, it's quite a lot of uh, uh, talk within the you know the media as well as uh, within different spheres that South Africa should 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 start pushing you know towards diversifying its uh, energy sources and uh, it should prioritize renewable energy. But we have been having problems of, of the fact that you know it's, it's not stable and the same mm-hmm. issues that uh, this this uh, startup is is solving. You know, uh, so it would be very useful, I think, eventually, not just for South Africa but uh, for, for for most of the countries across the world. Mm, mm. I want us to pause here for a second, Oren, and uh, take a, a quick spot break. When okay. we come back, uh, let's take a look at what's happening with MTN. It seems uh, they're saying, well, we've had enough of this boot, uh, window okay. out in Ethiopia and uh, also, I guess, offloading some of their towers.
It's our wrap of the top business stories and it's 22 minutes now after 7 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. And uh, yeah, if you want to maybe weigh in on any of our chats here, including uh, the foray by uh, Bill Gates uh, away from Microsoft to the world of renewables, uh, do give us a, uh, a ring on 089-110-3377 or send through your voice notes on 079 Seven zero. I'm in conversation with Oren Tambo, Senior Investment Analyst at 27.4 Investment Managers. Oren, let's talk quickly MTN. Now, uh, for a while, I guess they've been trying to undertake a restructure here to pay, off, pay down some debt, sort out that market capitalization and bring it a bit closer to their peers. Um, and I guess this downsize, distribute, capture value type strategy uh, is fully underway. Uh, tower deals... Uh, and effectively, I guess, walking away from that second most populous consumer market of Ethiopia. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, so that's correct. I mean, there's got a lot of things happening in Antien. Uh, it, uh, it depends with, uh, with how you look at it. And, mm-hmm. and I know from where I'm standing, uh, I think eventually the Antien that you're going to have is going to be completely different from uh, what we're seeing at the moment. So, I mean, just a bit of context, right? So a couple of years ago, I think MTN wanted a foray of uh, expansions, you know, getting into into into, East, into Africa, uh, getting into Middle East, and uh, they spent a lot of money, you know, in doing so, buying mm. companies as well as, you know, and, 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 and they accumulated a lot of debt. And now it has come to a level where it wasn't sustainable. Uh, and, and, and uh, yeah, the, the management uh, came to the team that, you know what, we need to, to start coming up with, uh, in, you know, uh, initiatives to reduce this debt, and that means selling some of the assets which they bought. So in the Middle East, I think you know the decision was motivated mostly. It's, it's quite a big market, right? When you look at population and penetration in those markets, it's it's a very lucrative market. But I think they've been having problems in terms of repatriating money, especially when you look at uh, when you look at uh, Iran. Uh, and 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 yeah, so they've. Uh, I think the latest deal is they are you know, planning to sell the South African towers. So, you know, those bases that we see uh, that they use to transmit uh, and, mm-hmm. and they're planning to sell those. Uh, they've done that previously in Uganda and Ghana uh, and they've raised about, you know, at the time, I think it was about $1 billion. Uh, and now they're also looking in South Africa uh, where the figure I think that I've seen is at around $11 billion. So, when you look at that, it's it's really going to help them quite a lot, you know, in terms of uh, reducing the debt. But again, I mean, you know, the way I, I also look at it and see it uh, is, is, is the fact that they are somewhat being ahead of uh, the curve, you know, when you look at uh, the development in telcos. Because when you look everywhere else in the world, you'd notice that uh, most of the telcos don't own the infrastructure. They lease the infrastructure. So it's sort of a shared infrastructure. You don't have to compete on infrastructure like what's happening in South Africa at the moment. So with MTN selling the infrastructure, that they're not going to own it. And eventually, you might see Vodacom uh, you know, doing the same thing. And when that so happens, they're going to get to a level we want to get to. Who do they sell it to, Aaron? <laughs> so, uh, so I'm not quite sure in terms of the company which is buying it, but uh, it will be a separate company, obviously, which is uh, an infrastructure uh, company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they will lease back uh, the infrastructure from them. Yeah, because the reason why I ask is, um, I guess they would sell it and lease back some of the capacity on there. Yes, but I'd yes. like to find out who the guys they sell it to are because, <laughs> I mean, I would think there's many smaller ISPs out there who are looking to lease some of the other backhaul capacity that might sit there. Yeah, I'm okay sure. I, it could be, it could mm. be an international company. Um, uh, and I, I don't, I, I cannot think of any company in South Africa which has got that capacity and which is in that line of business. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're most likely to see, you know, some of the big international companies that specialize uh, in in in, in um, telco infrastructure. 
uh, potentially sure. buying that up. Uh, yeah, but we'll, I guess we'll see as, as time goes on, they will have to, to disclose that. At the moment, I haven't seen which companies buying them. Yeah. Talk to me about Ethiopia. Uh, when it comes to these guys, um, and I guess some of your thoughts on sort of what has driven uh, this decision uh, for them to decide not to rebid or I guess resubmit a bid, I should say. Yeah, I, I, I think it's, it's the same thing. So probably they're looking at their balance sheet. Um, so Ethiopia was, was um, uh, you know, you know, you know to, to some extent a very interesting market because uh, from an economic growth point of view, it's growing quite nicely. I guess got the population... Uh, and and you know, look, when look at those two factors, you know, the 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 decision to get into into Ethiopia was a no-brainer. Uh, but I feel like they've been having a lot of different problems in trying to get around uh, the bid uh, because they were asked to 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 submit on the bid and they decided, no, I, uh, you know, probably it's not worth it for us to get in there. Uh, but when you listen to the executives, so initially what they said was they are not going to get into any market where they don't have a prospect of being number one or number two in that market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I look at Ethiopia and the competitors they have, they probably feel that you know they might not be able to uh, to get into that position and also. I mean, coupled with the fact that, you know, in terms of uh, capital and stuff like that, and them wanting to stabilize their balance sheet. And changes at the top of uh, of MTN, right? So this started before Ralph became, he was the CFO, of course, but before mm-hmm. he became, uh, you know, uh, the CEO of MTN. So it could be sort of uh, a strategic change as well, uh, which has motivated that more. Yeah, but I guess, you know, it's not a, I mean, if you think about it, it's uh all businesses uh, and all, with all of the convergence that's happening in that space, um, a lot of them are realizing that, you know, holding all of these towers and holding all of these massive capital assets is probably not the real game they should be playing. Um, and, uh, yeah, I find that uh, quite interesting. Maybe a last yeah. one, Oren, before we let you go. Uh, this uh, sends announcement both from Pepco and the guys out at Cashbuild. What do you make of Cashbuild, I guess, now saying they, they've been forced to can their Buco acquisition? Um, and I guess yes. the, the background and the reasons behind this. Yes, that's correct. So it's actually a huge blow. I think a huge blow to both Pepco and Cashbuild. Both parties were very keen on this deal. Uh, so with Cash with Cashbuild, uh, it's also another company that I used to follow. So they've had a two-pronged approach, you know, in, of growth. Uh, they build new stores. Uh, and they also acquire new stores. So they acquired P&L hardware uh, a couple of years ago, uh, and, 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 and now they're looking to acquire an even bigger you know, uh, acquisition from Pepco. Uh, and unfortunately, you know, the Competition com- uh, Commission said, no, this deal cannot go, uh, simply because it will uh, concentrate uh, uh, sort of uh, uh, the building industry in one firm. Uh, so the, it, it wasn't uh, because of the, of, the, of the parties that are involved, but it's essentially because of the decision of the Competition Commission. It's unfortunate, uh, yeah, and, and it's probably going to have uh, cash bills to some extent, and it's going to, uh, you know, looking forward as well, I mean, it's, it's going to make it difficult for them to make any future acquisitions. Uh, they might mm. go, uh, face the same sort of uh, response from the Competition Commission. Yeah, I guess it would have also hurt the consumer. I mean, absolutely. If yes. you're two big so, guys, so, I mean, end up when you look at the competition deal. commission, right, it's it's been mm. um, uh, it's made some very controversial decisions lately, and I feel that at times it's too localized. I in the sense that it looks at these companies from a local point of view, but when you look at cash build, it's no longer it doesn't want to be just a South African uh, uh, company. It wants to be Southern African company, and usually mm. you, for you to do that, you need to build the, the scale, the capacity in your own country. And if you block, uh, then it might actually derail your your, your sort of plans to, to venture into the rest of Africa or even the world.
Yeah, but I guess Oren, they can't look away. I mean, if it's going to be hurting your consumers in your home market for something as You're critical right. as building supplies during an infrastructure-led recovery or potential infrastructure boom, we're expecting now in the 2020s. Yeah, That's I don't right. know. It's a bit difficult. It's a bit difficult. But Oren Tambo, thank you very much, my brother. And uh, yeah, I certainly hope we will catch up with you again and uh, welcome once again to our business wrap. Thank you. That there was Oren Tambo, Senior Investment Analyst at 274 Investment Managers, joining us yeah, to uh, uh, take a look at the big stories. And we'll continue with that story there of cash build, because many of you might be asking, Gandhi, why did the Competition Commission reject this acquisition uh, of the building company Buco by cash build? Well, Tamara Paramur will tell us in the next few minutes or so in the second part of our business wrap.